for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Uh, sometimes when Jesus speaks in parables, uh, they look like riddles. It's hard to decode or understand. But most often times in Jesus' days, parables were used uh, to express something in opposite. Uh, for example, Jesus would say things uh, in negative sense and sometimes in clear warnings. And speaking about, um, we don't like it, but talks a lot about hell. Um, but in that sense, when you look at parables, uh, you would take it as more of a negative sense. But Jesus says this in a way in those days to express the opposite, to confirm the more of the positives. If you take it as a warning, then you see the positive message that Jesus delivers through the parables. So as we take a look at today's parables in Luke, I hope that we all see the positive message that Jesus expresses through the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Let's take a look together. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, we will see a bit of exaggeration uh, in this parable. You will see this rich man who even continues into his afterlife in hell expresses his self-centered stubbornness, a continuance of his sinfulness and rebellion before God. Yes, it is Abraham, but yes, we can see from parable that this symbolizes the father, God. 
But it's interesting to see how there is a connection between uh, heaven and hell. But here, Jesus is trying to confirm the more of the positive through the warning of this negative message. That is, at first, only by grace uh, we can repent. I said the rich man continues to rebel and be sinful even after he reaches heaven. Uh, you would see that he expresses his command to Abraham, saying, Abraham, which is God in symbolic sense, order Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Now he has the nerve to command God to serve him. So that is a continuance of his self-centered stubbornness, that which he had even before he reached hell. We would see that in the first part of today's passage, that he was a rich man. He lived for himself, even though there was Lazarus who was being licked by dogs in the street. He was negligent of even helping him because he was so caught up with his own life and own his own pleasure. So in that sense, that continues into his afterlife. But here, in this negative sense, Jesus speaks to us in a teaching. What he means, like I said before, is that only by God's grace do we repent. Because there is no room for repentance even after he reaches hell. Only by God's grace do we have the room to look at ourselves at our self-centered stubbornness and our sinfulness, only thinking of ourselves, do we, by God's grace, repent that before God? And the second message that Jesus speaks through his parable is that only by God's grace we are saved. Now we can see in the meaning of Lazarus's name that we find that it means whom God has helped. You will see Lazarus, even though he was neglected by his neighbors when he lived, and even by dogs, he was licked on the street. Now, we're not, we're not imagining a sense where we have a pet dog at home and just, you know, just welcoming me and licking me in a cute sense. Licking here in this sense is approaching this injured man with a purpose to eat this person. So you would see that the dog came and licked his sores, his injured area. These street dogs were no pet dogs. They were dogs, or, or wild animals in more of a sense, coming to uh, see an opportunity to actually um, devour on Lazarus. And that's how much helpless Lazarus was. But see what happened to him. The time came when the beggar died. And the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Now imagine how, by God's grace, Lazarus is being helped, uh, just as the meaning of his name says. Uh, when we say Abraham's side, I mean, that is the closest that you could ever get to God's presence. In heaven, God brings him to his closest side, in his bosom, and he, he comforts him. That's how much he has helped by God's grace. His salvation is given by God's grace. So Jesus, in this negative uh, narrative uh, description of this parable, he confirms this truth, is that by God's grace, we are saved, we are helped. Now the third part 
of the message is confirming this. By God's grace, we come to believe. Now you will see in this in the parable that um, the rich man begs Abraham, now that I am being tortured in this afterlife, I want you to send some people to warn my brothers still living. Now, Jesus in parable says in 29 to 31 that they have been warned. They have scripture. They have been taught. I sent Moses and prophet. Let them listen to them. And now in 30, it says, no, Father Abraham, still stubborn in trying to teach God. A rich man says, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Now, what does Jesus says? If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. What does that mean? Even if Jesus dies for our sins and be resurrected, there will be still people who refuse to believe. So what Jesus confirms again is that only by God's grace do we come to believe that Jesus died to symbolize and signify and reveal that he saved us by his blood. So through Jesus' parable, we see Jesus teaches something in warning to confirm the positives. By God's grace, can we repent? By God's grace, we are saved and helped. And by God's grace, we come to believe our Lord Jesus Christ, who has been risen from the dead to show that there is life, even that death cannot control, and that through the parable, Jesus confirms and teaches us. So I hope that as we look at the parable, that we see how stubborn we are before God, how sinful we may be, and continue on living, trying to live in self-centeredness, sometimes refusing to believe Jesus. But Jesus warns us in hopes that we, when we realize what this means, that by grace we will believe and we will be helped, and we will repent before our Lord. Let us pray. Father, Lord, help us, for we need your grace in order to see how we stand before you. We need your grace in order to repent of our sinfulness. We need your grace to be helped and to be saved, and we need your grace to believe that you are our Savior. So help us, Lord. I pray in your son's name, amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer.